You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 113 called 13 Books, Podcasts, and Tools to Relax with this summer. In this episode, we're sharing the books and podcasts that we'll be reading and listening to over summer vacation. We'll also take a look at some fun ed tech to go along with these relaxing selections. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. This, we're back for another one. This is a great time of the year where we're starting to wrap up everything. And this is one of my favorite podcasts just because it's a little bit more relaxed. It's kind of like things that we've been putting off for a while now. And we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, that being summer vacation. And uh, there's some stuff we all want to check out, books we want to read, podcasts we want to listen to. And maybe a couple of tech tools that we'll throw in at the end. But Nick, how how you doing today? I'm doing very good. Like you said, it finally feels like we're closing out this year. And the fact that we're recording this episode today really tells me that it's a, it's about to happen. You know, we always do a couple of these summer episodes and even our, our most recent one, this is 113. So I guess it was 112. That was more like our serious summer ed tech, where it was all the ed tech tools that we really want to get into and figure out. This is like the, this is like the vacation version of that, where it's a little bit more relaxed. You know what I mean? It's just some books that we plan on reading and, and that type of stuff. Uh, so it's definitely the more fun one, and it puts me in a good mood. Uh, I know for me and my family, we're headed down to North Carolina this year. Um, everybody thinks beaches when you say that, but we go to the western end, which is like the Blue Ridge Mountain area, uh, to a town called Asheville. So hello, North Carolina listeners. If we've got any you guys out there, we'll be there this summer. And who knows, maybe if uh, I run into you, we'll be, I'll be listening to one of these podcasts or, or reading one of these books as, as we do that. What do you, what do you got going on? Well, before I get into what I'm going on, I'm I'm really excited about some of the ed tech that we're going to share today because this isn't like all uses in the classroom. We have some really cool things on there that's going to help you out as you host families uh, and you're preparing meals and you know things like that. We have some unique ed tech tools that's going to help you out, so make sure you stay tuned to that. But yeah, my family, we're not wasting any time. End of June, first day that we're we're out of here, we're heading down to the beach. I guess over to the beach is more like it. We're uh, my kids really like the beach. My wife really likes the beach, and I'm like Mr. Scrooge when it comes to the beach. I absolutely cannot stand a lot of aspects of the beach. I'll be we have a beach house for a week. I think my wife, the kids are gonna stay there. I'm gonna stay there for a couple days and then I'm gonna come back home and uh, I think my mother-in-law is gonna go down and, and join them for the rest of the time but I don't know I, I like walking the beach and uh, picking up sea glass and seashells and stuff like that I like playing sports on the beach 
but I absolutely dread the sand. I, I just don't like sand. Yeah, I've my problem with the, I'm the same way. Like I like it. We'll go to the beach every summer, but for like a day. So we get there. Usually, this is how it goes for us. We we sit down. We set up the whole spot. I'm hot and sweaty and covered in sand within like an hour. And I sit down and we're watching the waves. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not bad. And then, you know, if I make it that first hour, I start looking around and saying, what now? Yeah. What, what do I do now? We're just sitting here watching the waves roll in, which is nice, but it's just, I got to be up and, and doing stuff. That's my problem with it. Exactly. And, and you know, sandcastles, they're great. They fall down and then you move on. <laughs> My kids love building or digging a hole, so we'll do that. We have we have a couple staple activities that we do. But uh yeah, I, I think I'll go down and enjoy it for a couple of days, maybe do a night fishing trip and uh you know, call it a vacation. Yeah. I, I don't know, just the sand and the fact that I'm paler than Casper's ghost and I usually come black blistering red from vacation so yeah but i think we're the we're the the weirdos because most people do like just kind of hanging out there for the day and if that's your thing then man, i think this is the episode for you because books and podcasts are like built for that type of thing so should be really good um before before we get into those selections we've got some thank yous to throw out there uh, i believe from this past school year correct yeah so we have three main thank yous for this for this year uh when it comes to podcasting and things like that, typically we have more guests on our podcast, but this year we only had one, I believe. And that was our good buddy, uh, Kyle Nemus. Um, so thanks to Kyle for coming on. We did the EdTech March Madness Bracket, which was a big success uh, with him. So thank you, Kyle. And thank you, Brian Carpenter, our good podcasting buddy from Canada. Um, who does the Fresh Air at Five. He often features our podcast on his Fresh Air at Five uh, podcast where he takes a walk every morning and introduces the listeners to new podcasts and his takeaways from listening to those podcasts. We really appreciate them. Uh, we really appreciate Brian. And lastly, we'd like to thank the listeners because... We've gone back to a couple conferences and also just going into the Twitterverse and Instagram and stuff like that. And the back and forth that we get with our listeners is really the reason why we keep doing this. Um, we want to make sure that we're helping, making a difference, helping teachers, uh, you know, take a little burden of research off of their backs, helping them engage students in a different way and, and really bring the classroom to light. And we get a lot of positive feedback about that. And every time we hear it, it's, it's, it's really the coolest thing ever. I just remember going to the NJECC conference and meeting up with five or six different groups of people. And we're just talking to them as educators or as presenters and stuff like that. And when they come out and say, hey, we tried this from this podcast, it, it really just makes our day. So thank you to the listeners. We love talking with you. We love getting to know you outside of the podcast land and just uh, learning about all the cool things that you're doing in your classrooms. All right. So thanks, everybody. And let's use that to kick off the main segment for this episode. 
This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Uh, which are the, the books, the podcasts, and the ed tech. So we've got four books. We have a whole bunch of podcasts. We're not going to get into them all. I will feature some of those, and then I believe we have seven EdTech selections. We're going to kick it off with the books, and this is kind of your jam. I'm not as big of a summertime reader. I do have a, one I'm going to share here, but I'll let you start off with the books because this is kind of more uh, more your zone. Yeah, so the first one I actually already did read, but I'm going to throw it out there uh, and really um, tell you all that I really enjoyed this book. Uh, I have no desire to be a principal at any time soon. Just seeing what they go through every day, it's just not something that I want to do at this point in my life. But uh, I do want to be the best leader that I possibly can. Uh, So the first book I'm going to recommend to you has to do with leadership and just the Aspire to Lead. There's the book title, Aspire to Lead with empathy, creativity, and passion. And it's by Joshua Stamper. And uh, he also has a podcast um, entitled Aspire to Lead as well. Uh, He does a lot of great things, but the the word aspire really stands for a couple of different phrases. The A is activate your journey. Uh, The S is support from other leaders. P is perseverance challenges d is discover your identity i'm sorry i is discover your identity uh, r is grow in your reflection and e is execute your vision so i mean that in itself if you look at those key words and key phrases it really gives a pretty good example or pretty good uh mantra on on what a leader should be and just going in there some of the things that Josh talks about, you might already know, but I guarantee you that you'll be able to go in, read that book, and come out with something that you're going to hold on to and take away from that's going to make you a better leader. So strongly suggest that you go in and uh, check out Aspire to Lead by Josh Stamper. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't, I don't ever read stuff like this. I don't know if that falls in the self-help category. I guess it kind of does because you're learning literally about how to do that kind of stuff better but you know that's important for teachers to remember that you know you may not feel like you are necessarily a a manager of anything or a leader of anything because that's the supervisor's job or the principal's job or whoever it may be above you but um, you know my my wife is a manager and we have a lot in common because as a teacher I'm also managing it's students it's children but it's a lot of the same stuff, so we can actually have all sorts of conversations about what that's like and working with people and how to motivate them and, and lead them. And stuff like this is super helpful. So even if you're not interested in that, uh, like you said, being a principal or, or some sort of an admin, this is this is great stuff. And, and Josh is awesome. So that one sounds fantastic. Yeah, so you know how I, I get fixed on something like creativity or leadership and I... I enjoy reading things that fit into those categories that I have an interest in. Another big part of me is I really like to debate. Not argue, debate. I like to read something and have someone else read it. And this is one 
that I'm going to read, and I have my own thoughts, and they're pretty strong one way or another. Um, but this one is called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. I just think that this has a, I don't know, it's a title that kind of wants to fight with you right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really would love to read this. This is by Greg Lukanoff. Uh, and and uh, the author is Jonathan uh, Haidt as well. So I don't know. I just I just feel like uh, this is one that wants to battle me uh, and challenge me intellectually right off the bat. Uh, so I'd really like to read it and see how much I agree with it, how much I don't. Uh, if anyone ever wants to have this debate with me, I would I'd love to do it. Uh, I think it would be fun. But uh, I often think about, all right, you know, we've had this tragic event down in Texas, uh, another shooting. I often think, why all of a sudden are we having all these uh, gun violence issues? Uh, why is this happening? And then I try to think about how uh, young kids were brought up 20 years ago, 40 years ago, versus how they're brought up now. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. I wonder if all the video games and screen time, if that has something to do with it. And I just like to challenge myself to think in different ways. Uh, so, I mean, this is a book that's going to go, uh, you know, challenge me in those types of ways. So I think it's going to be a pretty quick read. And I think this could bring up a couple of pretty... Uh, interesting conversations at the dinner table you know with my wife who's way smarter than i am and <laughs> a lot more intellectually gifted than i am yeah this does seem relevant for teachers a lot of it is about education and and issues that are related to that and uh you know so teachers and and parents too um but you're definitely right it's that's got like an aggressive title and if, the title itself kind of makes me want to check this one out too so uh, another cool selection there, The Coddling of the American Mind, colon, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. You sold me on that one, man. I wasn't intending on liking it, but now I'm a fan, so I'm going to have to give it a read. All right, so my last one, uh, this is another one uh, I always like to challenge myself. I've done this my whole life. I wouldn't say that I am someone that is, I have to work hard to be intelligent. I guess that's the best way I put it. I wasn't a test taker. I'm still not a test taker, but I like the challenge of trying to overcome taking tests. Uh, I think uh, when it comes outside of the test, I'm very knowledgeable. I can explain things, things like that. So I really enjoy learning things and learning ways to remember things and learn things. So this one's called Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This is by Jim Quick. Uh, so basically, uh, this is me as a almost 40-year-old. I'll be 40 this year. Can you believe that? Side tangent. Wow, I cannot believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is me at 40 trying to figure out how I can learn things faster and better and, and really... I have this unbelievable talent or, or knack at learning absolutely pointless, trivial knowledge. We go to trivia night, I'm your best friend. 
when we have to learn, you know, something in a book, read it, and then regurgitate it, you know, that's that's where you lose me sometimes, depending how interested I am in the topic. But I think this book right here, if I could pick up one or two things that I could use and maybe pass down to my kids, I'm all about it. So I, I once again, I think this is going to be a pretty light read as well. Uh, I'm trying to get things that kind of deal with education, but also are different enough that I don't feel like I'm getting a break from education. So Limitless will be the third one. That's going to be my my reading book list for the summer, I believe. I think I'm just going to do, you know, one every couple of weeks. I'll probably read one down at vacation just because what else am I going to do on the sand uh, when it's blistering hot outside other than chase three young kids. Yeah, that sounds like a good one, too. And um, <clears throat> I'll give you guys uh, my book selection. I just have one because I'm, I'm not as big of a reader um, and if you've, you know, listened to our show before, then you might have heard me mention before that there's another podcast that is by far what I listen to more than anything else, you know, when I'm not checking out our own show to make sure it's good or listening to other EdTech podcasts. I'm probably listening to one called uh, Stuff You Should Know. It's a huge podcast, one of the biggest, if not the biggest of all time. So, you know, I'm not revealing any great secrets here about a hidden gem. It's it's a it's a huge show, but it is for a reason. And these guys have a book now. It's called Stuff You Should Know: An Incomplete Compendium of Mostly Interesting Things, and it's essentially the book version of their show. I'll tell everybody why I'm reading it, and why you might want to also uh, as an aid to. I mean, well, let's back up a little bit. First of all, it's just super interesting. They pick a topic. And there was random things and they just spend an hour like kind of going into that topic and researching everything about it and they just do it in a very interesting way so and that's that's why these guys are so great um so they can take something seemingly mundane and really break down the history of it or the science of it or the sociology of something and often all of those different topics come together and make it super interesting so you know a good example is something like i believe in the book chapter one is on facial hair i have the book and i've started skimming it you know facial hair sounds like who cares how would that even be a topic but they take it and look at the history of facial hair and you may not realize that you know a common way that men shave today started back in the 1720s with a certain royal dynasty and to know that and to go back into that history of this facial hair style means you're learning history and you're learning about European history, which on its face, if I just came to you and said, hey, we're going to study, you know, the Habsburg dynasty today, as a student or as anybody, you might be like, great, who are the Habsburgs? I don't care. But if you say we're learning about facial hair styles, and then by chance you get this little tidbit about the Habsburg dynasty, then you might be a little bit more interested. And then 10 minutes later, you're learning about the different genome sequences that lead to different types of facial hair that people have. So there's some science thrown in. And then you're learning about the social pressures of men to have certain types of facial hair to convey certain things. So now you're learning about sociology. So all these topics are tied together within this you know, frame of reference of facial hair. And 
I like it because it's interesting, and I like it because I think it's a cool model for teaching as well. And it's something I'm going to try and tie in more in my own chemistry classes where I don't come to the students and say, hey, today we're learning about nuclear structure, because that's not very exciting. But if you could come to them and say, hey, today we're learning about facial hair, one that would confuse them, but it would definitely pique their interest. So I hope to be inspired by it and kind of get some motivation to uh, attack my lessons from a different point of view. So that's, uh, that is the Stuff You Should Know book, an incomplete compendium of mostly interesting things. You guys should check it out. And those are our, our four book selections for this episode. Yeah, so for that one, I, I have two conclusions. All the right. first one is, it sounds like Johnny on the spot, the book reader, right. which kind is, uh, it's history. Uh, it's interesting stories, things that have happened in history where the whole premise is, is you have a book in your bathroom and you read like one of those while, you know, you're, you're doing your visit. It's a great bathroom book, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, it kind of reminds me of Freakonomics a little bit too, because instead of using numbers to portray different sides and, and what it turns out, like what it is and what it turns out to be and breaking the myths and stuff like that, it's the history version of Freakonomics. So I think that's pretty cool. Yep. All right, so let's get into the next uh, portion here, which was podcasts. Now, I, as I said at the top of the episode, you could always go over and listen to Brian Carpenter's uh, Fresh Air at Five podcast uh, and get a lot of new podcasts. Uh, last year, I listened to a lot more during the COVID times. I was probably listening to five podcasts a day as I was doing work. Uh, this year, I can tell you that I've been really running out of gas when it comes to screen time and how much I'm on my phone and listening to things and and I've kind of enjoyed just opening up the window and listening to the birds outside or or something along those lines so I've listened to a lot less podcasts this year than I have in the past but I still have a pretty good collection of new podcasts uh, and uh, if you look at my Twitter handle, you'll you'll see that my pinned uh, blog post was all about podcasts. It was over 30 podcasts that will help teachers become better teachers. So it's uh, pretty good professional development look at, listening to these podcasts. Well, I'm in the middle of writing the next version of that. Now, I'm keeping all the ones that I had before, and I'm expanding on my, my list of podcasts. And I don't listen to all the... Uh, you know, we have some really significant edu podcasters out there that are influencers and things like that. I don't listen to a whole lot of those. Uh, I do listen to people uh, that are teachers that might be new at podcasting or, you know, they are influential. They are rock stars, but uh, they're, they're not a huge, huge name. So some of these you probably never heard of, and some of them you probably did because they're 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 influencers. So uh, I'm not going to go through all the new ones uh, this time. I'm just going to highlight a couple here, and then you could check out the blog post uh, when it comes out for the rest. But I will tell you that this one, the first one I'm going to talk about, should have been on last year's because I've listened to this podcast. I don't know for a couple years now. And it's called the STEM Everyday Podcast with Chris Woods. Uh, Chris Woods is pretty awesome at getting 
STEM, interesting STEM topics and showing teachers how to bring it in to the classroom. So a lot of teachers think that there's no room for STEM in maybe a history class or no room for STEM in an art class or anything like that. But STEM is more than science and I think Chris really does a good job. It's more than just science, math, engineering, uh, and technology. It's more than that. It's uh, really taking those skills that you develop in those classrooms and putting them towards investigating a problem, uh, coming up with a solution, and reporting out on that problem. So Chris does a great job of covering a variety of STEM topics, activities, and knowledge. And it's just a reminder that no one is too young or too old to participate in STEM. STEM is a part of everyone's life. So definitely check out the STEM Everyday Podcast by Chris Woods. The, uh, my favorite one on this uh, your podcast uh, bl- upcoming blog here is the Creative Classroom by John Spencer. Um, it's, you know, for, we've talked about this all the time, but the number one way to stay motivated as a teacher and to not feel burned out is to be creating and making new things and trying new things and coming up with some new game to play or some new approach at teaching whatever unit of content you're getting into. You gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta, you gotta stay excited and, and, and creativity is a huge way to do it. And obviously that's what the creative classroom is all about. So this is for me gonna be a big summertime listen just to keep that in mind and to and to keep changing and and keep thinking about new ways to approach teaching in my class because if not you just end up doing the same thing year after year and that might be easy and comfortable but it definitely gets boring and if you're bored it's very easy to start focusing on all the negative stuff about the job and the challenges Uh, whereas if you're you know constantly creating and thinking about cool new stuff it's it's just fun and it gets you motivated and it gets you up in the morning. So check out the Creative Classroom. That's gonna be my number one pick off of this list for sure. Yeah, that, that's another great podcast. I'm gonna just quickly mention a couple of podcasts that either change names or new branch out from a podcast that we already listened to. The first one uh, with Jake Miller, he had a duct tape uh, that's going to be put on hold for a little bit. Uh, but he came up with a new smaller one, uh, so it's shorter in length. It's called the EdTech News Brief, and he does a great job at just throwing out these very easy tips and tricks and tools and ideas that you can go and listen to. So, I, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome uh, just to get that little tidbit of information when you wake up. Uh, he does a very nice job with that one. So check out the EdTech News Brief by Jake Miller. Uh, another one that I want to talk about real quick that kind of updated their show title. Used to be called the, uh, I believe it was the Staff Room Podcast. And now it's called the Shay and Pav Show. And this is by Shay and Pav. Uh, they do an amazing job just breaking down educational topics, ideas, uh, you know, just ideology of education and really breaking it down and decipher through it to help you understand you know is it a fad is it is it something that we need to be paying attention to uh here's this side of what people believe here's another side they do a good job staying neutral and just motivating you they are amazing speakers conversationalists 
uh, I would definitely check out the Shay and Pav show. Uh, and then the the last couple that I want to mention real quick. The first one is This Teacher Life by Monica Genta. I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, right. Uh, but she is just full of energy. It's a weekly podcast for teachers full of tips and tricks, stories, strategies, celebrations, and struggles. Monica keeps it real. Like, if something comes to her mind, she doesn't edit it out. She just lets you know exactly what she's uh, thinking at that point in time. She she has a great personality and sense of humor on the show. I, I listened to one. This came from a recommendation on Twitter. I listened to one episode, and I was like, I don't know. I would get off the school bus back in the day, and, and we only had five or six channels on the TV. I was from the country. We had this big antenna that was the size of a shed in our backyard just to get a couple channels, and one of my favorite shows was Saved by the Bell. I, I would come home. I would watch Saved by the Bell. It would be my chill time before I would do homework or go to sports or something like that, but I always loved Saved by the Bell. Her podcast kind of reminds me of the energy or the excitement that I had to get off the bus and go watch that show. So I'm a big fan of Monica. I'm only through the first four or five episodes that she's done. Uh, so I have a long way to go, but that one is pretty awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's a, you know, those are, there's some great shows there. Awesome, awesome list of podcasts that we have put together for you guys. Um, you can check out the show notes uh, to see this full list, which will eventually have the, you know, the blog link there, or just check out gottech.com where you can find the, the eventually the this updated blog post on our podcast picks. Uh, so, do you? I mean, that's all I wanted to end with there for the podcast. Do you want to reference any other specifics for people? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to mention this one because it, it was started by three thirteen-year-olds. It's called the Interview Dudes Podcast. Nathan, Jack, and Ben started this i'm sorry they started it in july uh july of 2019 at the age of 11. so they just wanted the podcast and guess what they hit record and they did just that and they have some amazing guests on their show they're i think it's their they're in the middle of their 12th season and they've interviewed people like ryan reynolds steve martin kirk johnson and mark garneau so i mean they're getting big time influential people on their podcast and they just ask them questions i mean they just want to hear them talk and it's a pretty awesome podcast ryan reynolds is one of my favorite actors of all time he's quick-witted he i don't know he just seems like he would be super cool to hang out with outside of out of uh hollywood and glam i mean i have a couple of those people that i think would be super cool to hang out with ryan reynolds is definitely one of those and so that's that's how i got familiar with the interview dudes podcast i think it also was a recommendation from a twitter a response to one of my twitter posts uh on what podcasts are everyone listening to every once in a while i throw those out there to see if there's something new i should be listening to or you know netflix shows that i should be watching or something like that so i appreciate those uh recommendations uh check out the interview dudes podcast i mean they're wiser i don't know what that that whole terminology is they're wiser than years what's the saying? i think if you're are they wiser than their years then it's like uh they seem very wise in their interview questions i haven't checked these guys out but that sounds uh, 
Well, whatever you do, don't delete this. Uh, don't <laughs> don't take this out during editing because this whole podcast, I basically said how I want to improve myself, become smarter than what I am. So I feel like it it really belongs in the episode. So yeah, that's that's the last one. There's there's several more podcasts, but uh, you could read. Uh, read the blog or at least look at the title image you might be able to find a couple of images on there that that you've never seen before and i think that brings up a good time to you know really get into some of the ed tech and these these are little fun ed tech tidbits uh today and like we said at the top of the episode some of these you're going to be able to use over the summer yeah so we've got seven total selections here just quick little things and I'll kick it off with um, one of my picks, which is from a company called Wolfram Alpha, and they have some mobile apps. I can't believe I didn't know about these guys because uh, there's just so much here, but that's why I'm mentioning it because they have more mobile apps related to teachers than I think I've, I've ever seen one company put out. I'm just going to read off some of these things to, to give you guys a sense of what's out there. They have a pre-algebra app, an algebra app, a calculus app, a multivariable calculus app, a physics one app. They have a statistics app, a mechanics app, an astronomy app. So these are all what they call their course assistant apps. Um, then they have some reference some reference applications like fractions and tides and planets and fractals. They've got flight trackers. So some of these sort of delve into common life, not teaching life. But I mean, here's some for, for me. As a chem teacher, isotopes, radiation protection, culinary mathematics, plants. I'll, I'll stop, but I, I could keep going for another minute or two because there's just a ton of these things. So uh, for me, this is a, a summer checkout because it looks kind of cool just to see what all these things are about. Oh, there's a general chemistry one too. And I just get excited by stuff like this especially when there's so many different things and I want to see what they're like. I want to see if maybe they're stuff that I can share with my students or, you know, sometimes I just enjoy clicking through things like this to see what's out there. So if you head to our show notes, you'll see the link uh, for Wolfram Alpha or you could just give it a Google Wolfram Alpha phone app and you can see the full list to check it out and see if there's something on that list for you that you want to check out this summer too. Lots of good stuff there. I'm going to do two of the education directly related ones and then I'll, I'll do, then you can do your remaining two and then I'll come back with two of my really, really fun ones for the summer. All right, so really quickly, and I didn't know this and maybe you did, but I didn't. I didn't know that my PC and my laptop have a screencasting recorder built into Windows. I had no clue. Uh, but if you hit the shortcut window, so the window button, Alt and R, it will, um, it will bring up a recorder right there. And then once it's done, there's going to be controls in your top right. Once it's done, uh, it goes and downloads right into your video. So if you go to my computer uh, and you go under uh, the video folder that automatically comes with the computer when, when you buy it, uh, they'll be stored in there and then you can grab them and use them. So that's the window uh, key alt R and then uh, on a uh, Mac it's command or shift command 5 on a Mac so you can do it uh, on a Mac as well and once again that's a screen recorder that is uh, built directly into your computer. 
Is that going to be like the new snipping tool? Remember how blown away we were by the snipping tool? 10, I still use the snipping tool and it is amazing. Yeah. So Windows, the window key, Alt-R on a PC, Shift-Command-5 on a Mac. Uh, my next one is kind of uh, Canva. It's a creativity tool where you can uh, do a lot of similar things as you can on Canva. I'm a big fan of Canva. I'm not going to switch away from that, but uh, I know a lot of people are looking for a solution outside of education. If, if they don't have Canva for education, which if you're an educator, I would highly suggest that you would go take a look at that. This one's called Polotno Studio, P-O-L-O-T-N-O -O Studio. That will be in the uh, show notes for you to click on, and it is free. Yep, those are both <clears throat> both amazing sounding tools, and I did not know about the Window Alt R combination, but uh, I can definitely see using it. It's just uh, neat that that's been on. I don't know how long it's been on my, you know, as part of Windows here, but pretty pretty cool. Um, my next two that I'm going to talk about, uh, one of them is a whiteboard recording app uh, for your phone. I'm going to be taking a look at this this summer because, you know, I'm likely going to be away from my computer a lot. And who knows, while I'm sitting, we rented a little cabin for our vacation. And while I'm sitting out on the deck kind of enjoying the, the nature and the relaxation, you never know, I might feel inspired to create an instructional video for my class or just about something. And I can easily pull out my phone and it looks like this whiteboard by Liveboard app is gonna be a cool way to do it. it has a lot of the typical things you would expect. Um, some of the cool stuff is you can pull in like different documents and PDFs to be part of that recording um as you record things but uh, the main feature i'm looking for is that whiteboard where i can write with my finger because that's a huge part of uh, the videos that i'm creating uh, for my students right is actually be able to be being able to write live uh, in that recording so that they can see a calculation get worked out and how the whole thing is supposed to go so there's lots of these out there and this is one that i haven't taken a look at yet so i'm going to try it out whiteboard by liveboard um, the other one that's going to be key for me is a website or a section of a website called uh, the Atlantic Education section. So the Atlantic, <clears throat> you've probably heard of it. It's a you know very popular magazine publication, and they just I, I'm bringing it to the episode today because it's probably you know my favorite source for articles. They just put together really really well written stuff, very insightful stuff. On a range of topics and I just find it super well researched it's uh, for me like the best and they have an entire education wing which I did not know about so if you go to the Atlantic.com slash education you'll see all of their education centric articles so you know it's very topical so a lot of the ones now are about gun control based on the recent tragic events and, but if you kind of scroll back through their list of education-themed articles, you'll see all sorts of stuff, COVID-related, um, you know, testing-related, you know, very topical things and very, very interesting things. And I can guarantee if you make this part of your summer reading, you will definitely learn some stuff. You might even have your mind changed on a few topics just because of how well The Atlantic puts things together. So check out the Atlantic Education for some new insights on a variety of topics. 
Yeah, I really like the Atlantic Education as as a starter. If you could get some content-related uh, articles out of that and use those as a warm-up to, to get a discussion going before the class, I could see a good use of that as well. Whiteboard on a phone just doesn't seem appealing to me. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I have big, fat fingers, and yeah. I have trouble typing on a keyboard on a phone uh, just because I hit multiple letters at at the same time so I don't know if I'll be able to get any use out of that but I might take a look at it just in case it's it's gonna surprise me alright so my last two these are fun ones the first one is called copycat.com right, copycat.com they have a newsletter and everything but basically I am a food food entrepreneur I like to eat food <laughs> I like to go out and uh, um, I'm I'm more into quick dining, not fast food, but ones that could get you in and out. So I might even order my food and say I want to sit at a table there and order it before we get there. So as soon as we sit down, it's we're getting to the meal and we're not there for two hours, but maybe just an hour. And it's really the best of both worlds because my wife likes to sit there for a couple hours and, and really enjoy the food. And I like to sit down, eat, and then maybe talk after. But uh, Copycat, what that does is uh, if you go to a certain restaurant, especially if it's a chain, uh, I, I remember going to Red Lobster uh, in college. I don't really know if I, I would say that I've been there since, but I remember that their, their muffins were amazing. Uh, if you go onto Copycat and you search uh, Red Lobster and muffins, it will bring up the recipe to make those at home. And uh, they have Olive Garden Cracker Barrel, uh, McDonald's, the secret sauce, uh, Starbucks, uh, Outback Steakhouse, and, and 125 other ones just on this first page alone. So uh, these are Copycats because they're the recipes. I'm guessing that these are their takes on the recipes, but if it comes close for some of these, I mean, I think I gained three pounds just looking at this stuff. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It looks like it's just one one lady, one person who started this, and she must have people helping her now. But yeah, I guess they just recreate these recipes from popular restaurants and establishments. Man, they got Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, so drinks. McDonald's, all kinds of stuff here. That would definitely be a, a fun summertime activity. That's a that's a cool one. Copycat with a K dot com. All right. So my last one has to do with uh, shopping. I know last year, the year before, I I, I said uh, I talked about the Honey Bear app on uh, for it's an extension for Google uh, Chrome. Well, I'm going to tell you of a website resource it's called flip.com that's f-l-i-p-p.com and what it allows you to do is type in your zip code and when you type in your zip code it will give you a list of all the stores and the sales that are close by uh, to that zip code so I'm looking at Giant right now there's Rite Aid um, there's a lot of different stores on here uh, auto parts, advanced auto parts, get a nice job or uh, a nice uh, deal on a oil change right now. Apparently in my town, I might take that one up. 
there's a lot of stuff for Lowe's. So all those things that we used to get in the mail that had all the, the store sales and the coupons and all that stuff, well, now it comes directly to your uh, computer and it allows you to basically save these coupons uh, so you can use them in the store. Uh, you can print them out. I just find this to be a lot easier to find coupons for what I'm looking for at a store close to my house. When you type in your zip code, um, you can even go by, you know, by uh, like type of product. So I just searched mine and on the left I can select, you know, baby coupons or pets or home and garden or that type of thing. So you can see like specifically if there's something you're looking for, you might be able to find it here. So that's another really, really cool, uh, cool thing that's going to be useful for people. And I did not know about Flip either, so it's one I'm going to be checking out uh, as well. And I think that wraps it up for our list. I'm going to let you take segment three because if I keep talking for more than 45 seconds, I enter into a coughing fit. So I'm going to have <laughs> you wrap up the episode. So, as always, we, we ask that you do a couple favors. If you get value out of this content, please make sure that you tell other people about God Tech the Podcast. And, and if you aren't subscribed to us, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Follow us, subscribe to us so we can keep the conversation going. Uh, if you feel like you got a lot of value out of this content, feel free to write an Apple Podcast review. Those help. Uh, we like receiving the feedback. And uh, as I said before, tell your friends. And also tell them that we joined the Teach Better Podcast Network. We're happy uh, We're happy to be a part of a network that is a lot bigger than us and that are doing a lot of great things to help teachers. So go check out the Teach Better Podcast Network. Till next time, we hope that you are getting to that light at the end of the tunnel for summer vacation. We wish you nothing but the best. Hope you have a rejuvenating, refreshing vacation, and we'll check you out next time. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.